Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. picture so grand, so magnificent, and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who is Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We're in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. Ah! They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the iron maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. Hey there, and welcome to Rewatchability, the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up in the modern eye. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is... Robert J. LaRode, Esquire. <laughs> That's very good, Rob. And... Uh, uh, J.M. McNabb. Yeah. What, what's your middle name, if the J stands for? John. Oh, really? That's, yeah. Oh, okay. That's your first name, right? Jan? That's true, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, that was like me playing the guitar. Here, wait. <laughs> no. I, I, I'll edit it in. <laughs> Do you want to take one? I'm doing it right now. <laughs> okay, sweet. You <laughs> Can you edit in my hand gesture, too? Because I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, this week, we are covering Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah! Yeah, 1989, starring Keanu Reeves, George Carlin, Alex Winter? Yeah, oh, yeah, there's that guy. Forget, yeah. yeah, Alex Winter. He's an important guy. He directs documentaries now. Yeah. Oh, Don't forget sweet. him just because it's spring out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um, but before we get into it, I want to thank our Patreon subscribers. So thank you so much for giving $135 to get the podcast early and some maybe bonus content and some classic episodes maybe. If you subscribe at a certain level. So yeah. thank you very much for doing that. And if you want to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash rewatchability and... Let's get into it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> when when is the first time you saw this movie, Rob? I feel like this is like a formative movie for you. Okay. So. Oh God. <laughs> I feel like this was a very important movie for me. Okay. I don't know whether I saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure first or whether I saw The Bogus Journey first, mm. but I immediately identified with these characters and their lifestyle, and right. their aspirations to create a utopian society through classic rock music. Because, <laughs> Jim, you knew Rob in university a little bit, or like you knew Did of I? him? No, no, no. Did you know of him? I think we later found out that we 
had a class together, and you know, I just realized what that smell was years <laughs> later. Right. Thought a, a transient had wandered into our sci-fi film class <laughs> with a lot of. I weed. was sleeping there. <laughs> no, did we know each other? I no, no but we okay. like knew people who knew people. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like I feel like you referred to him at one point as like Metal Rob or something. Like that was it? that was later. Yeah, when... that's all unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it the because was if, because you loved you loved heavy I metal do. music? I have a special place. Yeah. In my heart for any movie that casually drops Iron Maiden references. (laughs) That is, for me, a beautiful thing. And so (laughs) this movie, I just loved it. My brothers and sisters, well, at least my brothers loved it. (laughs) And, you know, I just, it was great. I loved it. So did you, like, first see it in the theater? Like, did you own it? No, we must have, like, rented it or taped it off TV. We probably just rented it a million times or saw it on TV. Like, is this one of those movies that you had, like, lines memorized from? Yeah, I had everything memorized about this thing. <laughs> I still remember the Bill and Ted's cartoon theme song. Oh, wow. And I like frequently sing it in my head. So you passed all your history classes then? I, you know what? Flying colors. I would say that this movie gave me a love of history, which continues to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Socrates. <laughs> all right. What about you, JM? Uh, it wasn't quite as influential. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I remember I rented it with my parents, I guess, okay. when I was a kid. It must have been pretty new. Mm-hmm. I liked time travel movies a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, you love time travel. Yeah. So I kind of automatically loved it for that reason. I also watched the cartoon when that came on. We'll, we'll maybe talk about that a little bit later. But I, yeah, I and I eventually bought the tape and watched it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. There are certain things about it that were formative in a weird way. Like, we didn't have Circle Ks in Canada, I don't think, or at least in Toronto at the time. At the yeah. time. And now they're everywhere. Yeah. And every time I see one, I think about Bill and Ted. <laughs> you have a hope for this utopian future. Yeah, I just hang out up. in the parking lot hoping to meet my future self. <laughs> <laughs> like the one last phone booth that exists in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Rob was living there. <laughs> where we met. Yeah, he's uh, everywhere you want to be. This is great. But I don't know. Yeah, I was interested to kind of watch it critically because I did watch it a few years ago. I think I was sick or something mm-hmm. and just kind of put it on and enjoyed it. But I never really like it had just always been like a part of popular culture since I was a kid. So yeah. it was hard to even kind of backtrack and think about like, why did they make this movie? <laughs> like, what, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> we should name, rename the podcast. What, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was kind of curious to actually like delve into like the aspects of, uh, is this a good movie even? Cause it is something I, you know, I remember from, from so long ago. Mm-hmm. What about you? I can't remember when I first saw it. It was kind of, yeah, it permeated my teenagehood, I think. Like, it was kind of in the background of it. Everyone knew about it. People would mention it in class and stuff like that. And I don't really remember watching it, but I do remember watching it lately. And it's always been at, like, a cottage. It it feels like a cottage movie where (laughs) someone has, like, an old dusty VHS of this movie. Should we go swimming? Nah, Blaine wants to watch Bill and Ted again. (laughs) Draw the curtains. It's, uh, it's his weekend, I guess. Uh, geez, but it's because it's, it's not. I don't. I don't have TV, but like I don't see it a lot on don't TV. Don't have a TV? No, like I don't have like cable. Oh or, yeah, you yeah. know, like I'm. I don't. I don't have that. You just watch it on your computer and stuff. Yeah, but I don't do that now. But like even when I see like when I go home to Kingston or whatever, and, and you're taking a stand against television. <laughs> I hate TV. No, I don't see it on TV like a lot of other movies. I don't see it being replayed, and so I feel like it's kind of 
one of those movies that's in the background of everyone's minds, but like no one really uh, talks about it anymore. Well, it gets talked about in terms of like this hypothetical sequel. That, yeah, yeah, that's Bill always and Ted kind of in the air. Face the music. Yeah, and there, there's like a script apparently, and the guy who made Galaxy Quest is attached to the direct, oh, and which would be great. I, I, Rob's yeah. going to like this bit of information. Producer Steven Soderbergh. Oh, <laughs> sex lies and videotape. Yeah, okay. it'll be a lot okay, like yeah. that. <laughs> and Bill and Ted. Yeah, because I think he's worked with the screenwriter a lot now. I think uh, he wrote that Mosaic show slash iPad app. Right. <laughs> and one of the screenwriters is Richard Matheson's son. Yeah, I didn't know that till today. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Chris Matheson. Yeah. yeah so I had no so idea. this movie's been like in the works for a long time, but it seems like it's kind of coming together now if they have like writers and directors. And Well, I think they have all the talent attached i don't think they have any kind of deal or uh financing but right. but they did like a photo shoot yeah recently with yeah. keanu reeves and alex winter but i think that was just as like a fun reunion not as and mm. we're making a movie right yeah right, right, right. damn but i mean it would be hard to do also because george carlin is is yeah he's gone yeah. yeah they said that they wouldn't recast him if they did the sequel yeah that makes sense. But they could, like, do some sort of tribute. I think that would be beautiful. Yeah, just CG him in there. <laughs> yeah, Lucas just a hologram, yeah. So this movie is kind of like a fever dream to me. Like, when I was trying to remember, like, parts that happened, I was like, yeah, I remember Socrates, and I remember Napoleon eating ice cream mm -hmm. and being called a pig. But I don't remember, like, the connective tissue. So you want to run down the plot of this movie, Rob? I will do my best. <laughs> the future depends on it, Rob. The future depends on it. So it starts with a ring pop. <laughs> There's a ring pop. That does it's like a ring pop sort yeah. of like coming out of the ceiling or something. Yeah. And it like descends. And It's uh, almost pornographic. It is. It's very yeah. erotic. It looks like 1960s installation art. It's yeah. Really weird. It's futurist porn. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a sex ed film in Tron land. <laughs> but then after the credits we get an introduction from george carlin who just sort of like lays it out for us he's like hi welcome to the future <laughs> right it's 2688 <laughs> we live in like a perfect utopia because bill and ted made it this way right and he he says that something is happening that is going to cause the future to not occur. They're going to be split up. They'll never be able to do the things that allow this the, utopia the to flourish. Yeah. yeah, it's funny, though, because when they send Rufus back in time, they're like, the time is right. You must go now. And I'm like, you have a time machine. <laughs> Why do you have to go at any time? Yeah, but Blaine. <laughs> Shut up, Blaine. <laughs> All right. No, I think it's one of those things because as Rufus explains – you know, to Bill and Ted, time for them still goes. So they have to still deliver their presentation at the ordained time. But yeah. they can sort of, like, skip around a bit. And this presentation is a history report. Yeah. But it's, like, unlike any other history report that I've ever encountered, where you have to do this, like, speech in front of the whole school for your history report. Yeah. It's very weird. It's a big deal. You mm -hmm. didn't give a theatrical speech <laughs> as with your historical final figures <laughs> that you kidnapped history. from time. <laughs> I feel like I was missing out. This is <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so Bill and Ted. They are these two high school I mean, they seem like stoners, but there's no drugs or anything in this movie. But like no. Alex Winter's eyes, they're like half closed throughout the whole thing. Yeah. They're definitely stoners in real life, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. maybe for sure. maybe Keanu? Bill and Ted were supposed to be like really eloquent in the script. <laughs> <laughs> but they have this dream of being rock stars and they have this band 
The Wild Stallions. Yeah. It's just Wild Stallions, isn't it? Is it The Wild Stallions? I don't know. I think they went through several name changes. It's like e- The Eagles <laughs> is actually just Eagles? Did you really? know that? Someone said that. That's I don't fun. know if that's true. Start a band called The Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Get a lot of good gigs that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they're they're awful. They they don't know how to play their instruments. No, they don't know how to play their instruments. They're sort of more concerned with like posing and trying to make videos. Their main problems as a band, there's a bit of tension. They can't decide whether they should make a video first or get Eddie Van Halen to play guitar for them first. It's mm-hmm. a real toss up. Yeah. As to which is the first step to rock success. Yeah. And then they go to high school, then they have to go to class. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they're failing history. Mm-hmm. As expected for a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of like meet their families, which are weird, are weird families. Yeah. Well, so basically the thing is, it's is not that... Judge Blaine. Yeah. Every <laughs> no, family I mean, is different and they have unique true. circumstances. It's, it's fair. I have That's to fair. teach my kid that. I, you'd think my podcast host would... <laughs> yeah. Would not. We're all learning lessons. <laughs> but anyway, so they're failing history. So uh, the, if they flunk history, they're going to flunk out of school. And if... Sorry, I have to... If Ted... Mm-hmm fails history his dad's going to send him to military academy yeah so colonel oates military academy yeah yeah is that like a a joke or something no that i don't know that name just always stuck with me it's just so specific yeah yeah because he talks about it he's like i was talking to colonel oates this morning it's like are we supposed to know who colonel oates is (laughs) i feel like he's like the mascot for a cereal that wants to make oats exciting (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's colonel oates yeah is captain crunch is his (laughs) subordinate yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Well, I appreciate watching it this time, the sort of attention given to the backstory, because we don't really, the whole world is sort of painted for us. And we sort of see the existence of these kids, like Bill's dad is, has apparently taken up with a younger woman who is apparently like so their young. classmate. Yeah, that is yeah. their classmate. She was a senior when they were freshmen. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Ted's like, remember when I asked your mom to the prom? Shut up, Ted. <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or gross it's, stuff. It's pretty gross because then he like kicks the dad kicks him out of the house to like have relations with his new mom on oh his God. bed. Well on that his part was gross. Bed. <laughs> that was really gross. Especially because she had like a real help me look on her face. Oh, God. No. Yes she did. <laughs> I thought the. It I was, feel like that might have just been bad acting or bad direction. No, because she kind of, <laughs> she kind of comes on to the dad who kind of looks like Martin Mull. Yeah, but a little bit. It almost seems like she is aroused by the fact that they're in Bill's room or right. something. Like, why would anyone do that? It's just so strange. Well, we'd have to ask Sigmund Freud. Too bad he's not going to show up anytime soon. <laughs> but anyway. That's so, true. Did they do a joke about that? Because there's all yeah, this did. like... They did. did, they? they okay, did at the end. You know, yeah, at the end when they're giving the presentation, Freud is analyzing Ted. And then he asks if Bill wants to go. And he's like, no, I just have a minor edible conference. Right, right. Yeah. Gotcha. It's great. Yeah, yeah. But so they decide to cram for this history test. You know, they give it an earnest effort and they're just like, go to the Circle K and start asking people about history. Well, I think that was the Internet back then. That's what the Internet was. It was just random people on the street that you ask questions to. Yeah. That was your Google. Well, you know, I was reading an article about this movie on Wired. Yeah. And they were saying they kind of see it as like this whole movie being like an accidental metaphor for the Internet. Where it's like two oh, kids yeah. that want to learn about history, but they don't want to read their books. So they use like a fancy machine that they dial up through the phone lines <laughs> and are able to get all the answers immediately. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted predicted the internet. Yep. Whoa. You heard it here future. first if you don't read Wired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. 
Can't uh, read. Well, and this is this is when the. <laughs> Yeah, this is when... This they, is why we do a, a podcast about movies. So while they're there with their books, at the curb, at the Circle K, there's a flash of light, and a phone booth descends from heaven, mm-hmm. and out comes America's, Doctor Who. <laughs> no. No, okay. It's the guy who swore a bunch on TV, but said you couldn't swear on TV. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real trickster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he never swore on... Uh... Shining Time Station, though. No. That, that's where I saw him on TV first. <laughs> well, there's got to be, like, an outtake. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Fucking Thomas. And, yeah. And he's, yeah, he did not pronounce it Percy. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that out. Nope. No, that's great. But he's like, I'm here to help you pass this oral presentation. And one of them is like, are you going to call somebody who knows the answers? <laughs> <laughs> But so he explains this time machine yeah. and, you know, you think that maybe he's going to guide them through it. or Yeah, or be there with them. Yeah. yeah. They do take like their first foray in the time machine. They go to Vienna mm-hmm. and they see a battle. Well, and not before meeting themselves, which is kind of trippy, too. Yeah, that happens, too. Dudes, you guys are going to go back in time. Yeah. You are going to have the most excellent adventure through history. Who are you guys? We're you, dude! No way. No way. Yes way, Ted! Look, we know how you feel. We didn't believe it either when we were you, and we us said what we us are saying right now. Okay, it's kind of like primer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like something you put on before you paint a room? Yep. That's exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, man. I yeah. always put on this movie when I paint a room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's I good wallpaper. Movie when I have paint fumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, anyway, so the point is, while they're at this battle, Blaine. Yeah. Which I was trying to explain. Mm-hmm. They see a little-known historical figure named Napoleon. Don't call him little. <laughs> Come on. He hates that. He has a real complex. Yeah. He gets blown sort of into the time machine as it's going back into the future and sort of gets sucked along with it through the most primitive CG <laughs> ever. Yeah. And the sliders kind of thing. And he oh. ends up like it did look like sliders. Up yeah. in a tree. Right. Right, yeah, yeah. And then he sees his mom changing in a window. No, no, that's Back to the Future, sorry. I'm mixing up my time travel movies. Anyway, he goes to like this ice cream parlor. Yeah, like eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird, though, because the ice cream parlor, I, I didn't know what time he was at because he's bowling and doing the ice cream. And I was like, this kind of feels like the 60s. It doesn't feel like 1989. Oh, for a minute, you thought he accidentally got like thrown off into the 60s? Yeah. Because I was like, why? why like, there's these, everyone looked like, anyway, I was just very confused at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason why that happens is because Bill and Ted decide that they're going to use the time machine to go back and kidnap a bunch of historical figures for their presentation. Mm-hmm. And they leave Napoleon with Ted's little brother, Deacon, and gives them a bunch of money and just tells them to just take him out and take him to the mall or whatever. And so that's what they go bowling, yeah. and then they go to the ice cream, the all-you-can-eat ice cream place. I mean, that felt pretty 80s. They wouldn't have, like, a giant thing of ice cream in the 60s. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, everything about that felt 80s. Okay. And eventually I'm ends wrong. up in a water park. Well, we weren't even, like, really children of the 80s. We can't say. We were, like, I was four when this movie came out. Right. We're a little bit older than you, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were, you remember the 80s. I remember ice cream. <laughs> I was old enough to know what ice cream was. Blaine's not. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he thinks that's a throwback. I've never had ice cream. But I remember some, that whole ice cream scene where like they're making the pig noises and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like piggy, yeah. piggy, piggy. It's I found weird. it very grotesque. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weird. And almost, yeah. Just, upsetting? Almost upsetting, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I think it speaks to the excessive culture of the 80s. Oh, you, know? you think it was a commentary on Reagan's Reaganism, America? Yeah, 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 and consumerism, yeah, yeah. and like just the like supersize me yeah. economy that would come out of that. Anyway. There's a lot of deep dives you can take on Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. There's so much. <laughs> like, we haven't even talked about all the eras that they visit. Because okay, yeah, so where do they go next? Old West. Yeah. Oh, Billy they the had, Kid. They kidnap Billy the Kid kidnap after Billy a the kid. game, yeah. Yeah. And he puts on his... Poker face, poker, poker. How's that song go? Nah, it's exactly yeah, please like that. Please don't try to sing that. <laughs> they didn't kidnap Lady Gaga. No, no, they didn't go to the future. You would think that she would be like an ally in their... She dresses like the people from the future in this movie. Yeah. yeah when do fun. they ever say what the date in the future is? Yeah, it's 2600. It's like in the 2600. It's 2688. Oh, okay. It's exactly yeah. 600... Years after this movie, <laughs> so we're not super close. The pause you made, six hundred. Uh... What the? That would be pretty weird if someone from six hundred years ago defined your entire society. Like, what, like Christ. <laughs> I think we both had good people there. Mine's better. Yeah, I guess. But, but neither of them made records. No, that's so, true. So are they supposed? To, I don't. I don't even like <laughs> Jesus Christ superstar. Are they supposed to be like? It's a religion. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's some sort of utopian philosophy. There could be a theological element. I don't think they're worshipped as gods, but as the founders of a great society. Okay. Yeah, because they never mention religion. They never mention them being like cult leaders or anything like that. It's it's about society. They're changing the fabric of society. Yeah, and about their philosophies. Yeah. I thought it was just that they like their music a lot. Well, I think their music embodies their philosophies. Okay. So. Yeah, which is be excellent to each other. And party on. Yeah. So anyway, Billy the Kid, then they go to Greece, get Socrates, yeah. Socrates. Yeah. And he does like a good through the sands of the hourglass. So go to the days of our lives. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was Socrates, but uh, I love his work. They also go back to... <laughs> oh, the show oh, that was based on him. They go back days to medieval times. Yeah. Not, they don't go to medieval times. They go back to medieval times. Yeah. And they try to rescue two princesses that are about to be married to ugly old dudes. Yeah. Yeah. That scene, it's like the same thing as Shakespeare in Love. They're just like <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Yeah. But this is, I mean, there's a bit of drama, like, when they go back to the medieval times, because, so they decide to rescue these medieval babes, and mm -hmm. they suit up in, like, this armor, and there is a great Star Wars, Darth do, like, Ted, the lightsabers. Bill, yeah. You're not my father. Luke, Bill, and Darth Ted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's great. But then Ted falls down the stairs in his armor, mm -hmm. and Bill rushes to see him just in time to see him impaled by somebody's sword. Yeah, like the armor being like the the armor at the bottom of the stairs being impaled. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. He thinks his <laughs> friend is dead. You're sucking all the drama out of it. I don't know if there was He's a lot like, of drama in this. Ted. <laughs> sure, yeah, dude. And then he fights a guy. Yeah, he goes like berserker. He hulks out. Yeah. It is Shakespearean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now is the Alex Winter of our discontents. <laughs> <laughs> Make glorious Keanu by our sons of York. <laughs> but then they get captured and they're all... Well, yeah, because... Ted's uh, not dead. Ted comes out of nowhere and saves Alex Winter's yeah. butt. And then, and then they, they hug. Then they use an unfortunate... 
epithet. Yeah. yeah, this is where it gets homophobic, and it's yeah. unfortunate. It's unfortunate because they were doing so well. <laughs> For an 80s movie, they were, they were almost there. They almost escaped. Yeah. What if they found out that that was like the utopia they, they founded as like this authoritarian regime where it's like be excellent to each other unless you're like gay or a minority. Right. <laughs> Thank right. you for ushering in like the Fourth Reich that, <laughs> that takes over the world, Bill and Ted. Well, I don't – I mean the future that we're shown is very diverse. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wonder if they had that thought and they're like, you know what? We should make sure that it doesn't seem like Bill and Ted might be Nazis. It's a better world. You know, <laughs> they do all wear the same uniform in the future, though. That's a bit. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a bit weird. Yeah. They're not wearing like the Keanu jacket tied around the waist or anything. Oh, but yeah. I mean, that's an unfortunate part of this movie. And like, yeah. that was an unfortunate part of 80s masculinity where right. if you like – you can hug each other, but if you touch each other, yeah, that's yeah, too far. You know, it's the it's the predecessor to no homo. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. hopefully, we're all past that gay panic. I oh like to God. think. I hope that Bill and Ted, you know, learned a lesson. Maybe in Bill and Ted three, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see them hug it out. Sure. And <laughs> and not call each other <laughs> the f word. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, so they they leave that time. And they go and they collect like a bunch of in like, There's a, like montage. a montage. Yeah, yeah. they get yeah. Freud and Lincoln and Joan, Joan of Arc, Arc and Genghis Khan. Yeah, and I remember a distinct memory I have is watching this with my parents and not knowing who most of these people were. So we would have to pause the movie and they'd have to explain to <laughs> An me. An hour oh, lecture I bet your later, dad told you all about Lincoln, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's because I remember for years my dad told me that Lincoln supposedly had like this kind of funny high voice, and then. Which is not accurate in movies like this. But right. then, yeah, then when we finally saw Daniel Day Lewis in Lincoln, it was kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Rather have this guy, frankly. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a lot better than Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> really inhabits the role, this guy. But I mean, I guess in a way, it, it was educational in a way, because I. It like, sort of is. We literally had to stop the movie and. My parents would have to tell yeah. me who I know, mean, if Joan of Arc was or whatever. If you're watching the movie without anyone around you, it's not educational. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're watching the movie alone, you're going to no, learn anything. Point. But, but I if think, you're, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool that your parents had to stop it and be like, they yeah, probably just like, lied to me. But it does <laughs> prime you for history because, like, yeah. You, when you watch this, you don't know who Socrates is. But the next time you hear who Socrates is, you're going to be like, oh. Socrates. It's, yeah, Socrates from Bill and Ted. Right? It's uneducational, is what I'd say. And <laughs> when they give their presentation, it's flashbang in education right there. <laughs> sure. That's Bill and Ted University. <laughs> <laughs> Montage you University. You can't beat those yeah. lecturers. <laughs> yeah, but they bring them all to the, to the present. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of stuff that happens. They go to, they the, go to the mall. They go to the mall. That's the, yeah, thing. And That's Joan, the big thing. And Joan of Arc has like a calisthenic class that she starts teaching at the mall. There's a big montage where everybody sort of goes crazy in the modern times in their own way. Like Genghis Khan goes to a sporting goods store and finds like a new club, an aluminum baseball bat, and like beats a mannequin to death. A Beethoven. <laughs> Wait, the mannequin isn't alive. That's. <laughs> well, yeah, today's special it is. Yeah, it was one of those magic today's special. <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> Don't put the hat on him first. God damn it. Why would you do that? Don't Take put the, the hat, hat on him after either. <laughs> so much pain. Yeah, and Billy the Kid and Socrates, they go try to pick up two teen girls at the mall. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of old men and yeah. young women in this movie, that's, which is uncomfortable. That's yeah, why Socrates lost that campaign for Senate. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he was perverting the they youth of Athens. Hemlock. 
<laughs> it was beside Orange Julius. And That's Mom. a better joke. <laughs> That's a better joke. But uh, Freud comes up with a a corn dog, a corn dog yeah. on a stick, <laughs> and is eating the corn dog, and they're like, "Ew!" and they run away. Which yeah. I thought was kind of funny. That was I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, they keep yeah. giving Freud like like uh, Freudian things. Like, to yeah, do. like phallic things to hold. And <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a corn dog is just a corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. also Beethoven plays a synthesizer or uh, an organ in the music store, yep. mm-hmm. and we only hear guitar sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an acid trip. It's so weird. Yeah. It's yeah. an acid trip? Well, it's just so, like, nothing kind of makes sense at this part of the movie. Everything is going it makes on. makes perfect sense. It's, it's a awesome. bunch of historical figures running amok at a mall. <laughs> yeah. And then they All go right, to get I'm Napoleon sorry. from the water park. I have a very... And the water park is called Waterloo. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. If that's not brilliant, I don't know what I actually missed that the water park was called Waterloo. Yeah. Because you don't that's... love history because you didn't <laughs> love Bill and Ted. Which is sure. both funny because of the Battle of Waterloo mm-hmm. and it's got the word water in it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I, I also read – I didn't like – And du- Lou. I didn't double check this but supposedly like <laughs> the, bathroom. Ma- the map of the water park supposedly like matches the – like the, the soldiers' battles? route through the real Battle of Waterloo, hmm. or something like that. Damn, interesting, fun stuff. <laughs> but then they get all captured by by Ted's dad. Yeah, they get arrested by Ted's dad, who is a cop. Sorry, Which- Lincoln is off to Colonel Oates Military Academy <laughs> for you. <laughs> Which is frankly safer. <laughs> yeah. Ted's dad, the actor who plays him, looks like he must have saw Richard Jenkins once and just like fucking quit. He's like, I'm out, man. <laughs> yes, yes. They got like a sure. bald, horseshoe haired guy who can act. <laughs> who can act way better than I can, so. Oh, Back God. to carpentry. <laughs> oh, man, nah, that's so true. But we'll get back to what happens next after these messages. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, and it's been most excellent so far. <laughs> um, they Has just, it? <laughs> <laughs> they just, all the historical figures have just been captured. Yeah, they're in, in our rundown. Yeah, yeah, and so Bill and Ted have to use time travel to get them out. Which I think is like the laziest form of time travel and also really funny. Yeah, what did they do oh, again? I, I love this part. Yeah, because they're just like, oh, we need the keys. So <laughs> they go back in time after all this is done and steal the keys and then hide them in this bush. But we have to remember to do that. And then they look in the bush and the keys are there. Yeah, and I was like, I that's that, amazing. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's like primer. Yeah. Only yeah, like a thousand like... times better. <laughs> no, I don't know about a thousand times mm, better. I think a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's the other thing that they have to remember to do? I don't hide their own bodies from yeah, having killed each other. The, no, that's primary. That's primary. The garbage pail on uh, yeah, that's on right. The dad, that's right. Yeah, but the garbage pail comes out of nowhere. Like that's weird. It just descends on the dad. Time travel. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. What I like Checks about out. that is it's also contrasted the part where Bill and Ted meet Bill and Ted. 
future Ted reminds past Ted to wind his watch, yeah. but then he forgets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that like just shows you like the plan could totally not have worked. <laughs> well, it's also like it's a, it seems like it's a version of time travel where you can't change anything, so everything's right. always the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe like that in the future they sent Rufus back because historical records showed that Rufus went right. back to save them. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh my god. Like a self-fulfilling time loop. Yeah. Yeah, it's the one of the weird things though is when they go to rescue those guys uh from the cell, they get into the cell, they open up the cell with the keys and then they get them out through the window <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, cell. That's true. <laughs> like those guys could have left through the window at any time. Like, what were they? Uh, it's just the weirdest. They're from a different era, Blaine. Right. Yeah. They don't understand windows yet. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, yeah they get them all they out. They get them to the presentation. And everyone else has just ha- kind of had these boring lectures where yeah. they stand at a podium in the high school auditorium. Not well, even PowerPoint. Well, and I love that it's kind of like a wedding. Like they're like, ah, oh, well, they're not here on time, so I guess we're going to have to move. Like they're, it's so weird. Right. That they're like building up this tension. Yeah, like they're full <laughs> on just not at school that day. <laughs> I know. And they're like, well, they, they didn't show up for like eight of their other classes, but uh, <laughs> presentation. Yeah. I can't believe Bill and Ted would skip a class. <laughs> yeah, and the teacher's like, well, we're going to have to move. Move on. We're gonna have to like like cut this class short. Yeah. Gonna, we're gonna, and everyone's like, "Yeah, cut the class short." Because uh, I don't know, they're, they're all trapped in this auditorium watching yeah, people's reports. It's awful. Yeah, but then they're about to get rocked. Yeah, <laughs> by Socrates, because <laughs> the time machine bloops down. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets out and they deliver like this awesome rock and roll presentation with there's like great music and it seems like there's a Again, lot of if they had tech. A, if they had a time machine, why didn't they just go back to be on time for their presentation? Well, because I, the I, clock's I, always ticking in San Dimas. Oh Rufus told you that explicitly. <laughs> Rufus told you ten times, Blaine. <laughs> but they have that like who wants to be a millionaire kind of lighting. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. It's really um, dramatic, really probably takes a long time to set up and they have, <laughs> to, they have to remember to do that in the remember future. Remember to hire IATSE. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, yeah, they pass history, right? Yeah, well, they give their presentation and I guess they just squeak by. It's a two and a half hour presentation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they play Risk with Napoleon. It's pretty great. Yeah. A most bodacious soldier. And general, Miss Abart totally roused the English from France. And then she turned this dude, Dauphin, into a king. And all this by the time she was 17. Je vais vous say un triomphe terrible. En rousse. Avec mes water slides. It is pretty great. I mean, I I like that scene. I do and too. Abraham Lincoln gives a great address. Yeah, perhaps he's, he's better than the Emancipation to... Proclamation. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Party on, dudes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they pass history, and and the future is saved. Yeah, the future and now is... the utopia can exist. Yeah, there is like one scene where Rufus visits them in the garage. Oh, and he brings them the... The medieval babes. Yeah. yeah. The two princesses. Right. Who? Yeah, this... Which is weird. Yeah. It's yeah. Because... <laughs> do they live with them now? I don't remember what happens in the sequel. Well, they're the totally thing. out of time. Like <laughs> They are out of time. But they are in the sequel. In yeah. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, they play in the band. They're parts of the Wild Stallion. Yeah, well, they're, they're well, they told play that in the band the, at the end, too. Yeah. yeah. But they don't get like any writing credits. They're not allowed to. It is weird that like <laughs> they're like backup groups. They have like a contract. The so Rufus just shows up with like two women 
leaves them in the present and go. What it's if like, like Ghostface yeah. Killer? What if their exactly. ancestor, like, like Iron Man, yeah. what if their descendants was like Bill or cured Ted. polio or something? <laughs> or was yeah? What if they're related to Bill and Ted? Yeah, it just seems like there's a whole host of problems with just like plucking someone from the past and yeah. That also, does just seem... like giving these two women to these men, uh, it's a little all... like property, yeah. which is a lot <laughs> yeah. more problematic than any time stream thing happening. Here. I was talking talking to Genghis Khan earlier, and he was telling me to just <laughs> just treat women as property and uh... kill all your enemies and your friends, kill everyone. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. And he was holding a baseball bat. He sounded, <laughs> yeah, sounded legit. So, yeah, and that's Bill and Ted. It is. It's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for the awful parts. <laughs> well, there were a lot of like there was a sequel and there was a cartoon series. I, th- I feel like I want to hold back on the sequel just because we might do that on the show. Yeah, at some yeah. Point. yeah. We sure. should totally talk about it because I definitely want to. But did you guys oh, know yeah. how this movie like came to be? Like the backstory? No. Uh, a lot of cocaine. I would say weed. No. Oh, okay. It's not a drug. <laughs> well, heroin? Horse tranquilizer? <laughs> well, you'll like this. LSD. Be- it actually started during an improv workshop. Oh. <laughs> of course it did. And the two screenwriters were doing an improv scene, and the prompt was 15 year old boys talk about world affairs. And they kind of did these like two dudes. It's actually pretty funny. Just talking about like world history, and their dad kept asking them to turn the music down. <laughs> and they kind of just kept like Dance. doing those characters and like doing riffs on it. And they wrote a sketch using the characters, and it eventually turned into a screenplay. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, I think it was Ed Solomon, one of the screenwriters, tweeted out some of the handwritten pages from, oh, from the original the scripts cool. uh, just recently. Oh, we should put them up on uh, Facebook. We, we should. Agree. This is where Ted and Bill call each other fags. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. Uh, God. Um, yeah, I thought that was uh, kind of fun. Yeah, that this is like fun. a little improv. If someone hadn't suggested that particular uh, premise for the improv. Also, that's like bit. a great premise yeah. for a bit. I don't know. I think that's very funny. Yeah. I think... I mean, I love the Bill and Ted characters. Obviously, I have a long history with them, but I kind of, <laughs> there's, I think there's like a real philosophy behind them of like, they're so stupid, they're wise. Right. Well, yeah, that was And like there's kind something of the, that Socrates the says. The Socrates thing, too, right? Yeah. All I know is that I don't know nothing. Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. the naivete. And who knows nothing more than them? Mm. But it's also, they are kind of like, with the exception of the brief gay slur, they are like, like there's no scenes where they're ever like malevolent yeah. or No, they're not mean-spirited. They're not. Yeah. They are kind of like pure souls. Yeah. So I, I kind of get it. I mean, also part of the joke, I think, is it's supposed to be like ridiculous that a utopia would be spawned from... Yeah. From these two dudes. From these idiots. Apparently, the actors who played the historical figures, some of them actually got kind of method. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, like... Socrates drank hemlock. The Napoleon guy got really into character and improvised some of the dialogue in French. Oh, wow. The Rod Loomis, who played Freud, did research and read that... I love that this is, like, the most stoner comedy ever, and these guys are taking it so seriously. Yeah, well, I mean, they're playing... These are big roles for them. He read that Freud liked to play with his rings, so he did that a lot. That really shone through. That really shone through in his character. Clifford David was an acting teacher and a method actor who played Beethoven, and he artificially lowered his hearing to play Beethoven. How did he artificially do that he fired a gun next to his ear what def- no no that, that, part, that part i made up i, I assume he put in earplugs or something oh <laughs> that's great the director must have had so much fun with all of them 
Did you guys know? Uh, Could jo- you do that scene again, Beethoven? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Joan of Arc was played by Jane uh, Wheedlin, who is the rhythm guitarist for the Go Go's. Oh, that's oh, awesome! Cool. And that's she sweet. was also the singing Telegram Girl in Clue. Oh, awesome! <laughs> also awesome. Genghis Khan was played by the great Al Leong, who is like a famous stuntman. Look at his IMDb; he's got you know hundreds of credits. You might know him from a little movie called Die Hard. Mm, oh yeah. yeah. He's in tons of stuff, Big Trouble in Little China, oh, uh, yeah. Lethal Weapon. Nice. He's, he's in all those great movies. All the historical figures are amazing in this. I have to say that. Like, when I think about those historical figures, I, that's who I think about. That is sure. my Abe Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my Joan of Arc. Yeah. yeah. You know. All right. Screw you, Carl Theodore Dreyer. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of Hillary merch- Swank. Was she in that? Was she, uh Mila Jovovich? Oh, yeah. Mila Jovovich. Screw you, Mila Jovovich. (laughs) How dare you, Rob? How dare you? There was a lot of merchandise for this movie I wanted to talk about. Oh, I bet. Right. There was like a Nintendo game. You played a lot of like movie Nintendo games. Did you ever play that one? I don't think I ever played this game. And if I'd seen it, I would have played the fuck out of it. You should go back in time and play it. Oh, my God. Yeah. The kind of coolest thing that... Let's go to a phone booth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of, the kind of coolest thing to come from the video game is Nintendo Power. The Nintendo magazine. Right. Yeah. I had a subscription. Yeah. They had a contest to win the phone booth from the movie, like the prop. You could win the, the phone actual booth? phone booth. Holy and shit. Nintendo Power. Just like every mother reading that magazine is like, no, please no. And this, this is going to screw me. Why are you going to move this phone booth out of the living room? <laughs> this kid won. His name was Kenneth Grayson. There's a picture of him there. Oh, my God. Wow. This nerd here won it. Said Kenneth wanted the phone booth installed in his room, but they couldn't fit it through his bedroom, so... His dad had to take the window out, frame and all, and hoisted the booth through the opening. Bogus. <laughs> wow, so he was escaping from jail. That's crazy. And then, like, someone requested that this guy do an AMA in, like, 2011. So they found him, supposedly, <laughs> or a guy claiming to be him, and he did an AMA. I read some of the AMA. A lot of it was questions about if he had sex in the phone booth, <laughs> which he claims he did. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. And then also, if it's really him, he's a bad person because he also went on to say that down here we make the women drive us around and you have to treat them like shit for them to like you. So wow. apparently winning this phone booth made, him, <laughs> made him a real piece Christ. of shit. If that's that really guy's him. attitude is prehistoric. <laughs> should be taken back through time. Barbaric. And you guys know I love action figure commercials. Yeah. Those movies. There were Bill and Ted action figures. Okay. Uh, what do they do? They play music. You can like okay. plug them into little amp things and make them play music. That's and fucking awesome. <laughs> my favorite part of it... <laughs> You're like leaving the the booth right now to try to go get those action figures. My favorite part of it is, I assume, because toy companies in the 80s were so afraid of like producing female toys that they thought boys wouldn't buy it. That even though like the princesses became like the backing group, the drummer for Bill and Ted is Genghis Khan. Okay, that's actually pretty sweet. Is I would it? love like Genghis Khan to be my drummer. Okay. Yeah, I mean that'd be a good selling. Here, point. let me let me show you a clip. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure! I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire! And I'm Ted Theodore Logan in concert! And I make them play! Speaker connects to figures and most cassette players to make figures play music! Now on drums, that bodacious barbarian Genghis Khan! Yeah, our new pal from old China! Excellent! Let's rock and roll! Squeezing their legs gets them jamming! 
Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Party on, kids! <laughs> I, I, thought they'd, I thought they'd still have the girls, but just have Genghis in the back, like Animal on the drums. No. no. Yeah, they could have at least had Jane Weedlin on bass. Come on. <laughs> she actually plays that instrument well. Guitar, guitar. Oh. Probably. Well, they're holding out for Eddie Van Halen. You can probably play the, you can play the bass if you play the guitar. That's for sure. As we mentioned, there was a cartoon. Yes, the cartoon. It was a. It ran for two seasons. The first season, I read about this, mm-hmm. was done by Hanna Barbera, and then the second season they moved to Deek. <laughs> oh yeah, remember I, I remember that was a Canadian Deek. company, right? Yeah, but I actually I did watch an episode of the cartoon series in prep for our recording today. Did mm-hmm. you watch the first one? Yeah. Did yeah. you? Yeah. That, yeah. That hot one did not hold up. <laughs> yeah. What happened in it? Well, they go back to ancient China. (laughs) Okay. Right there, yeah. Some of the drawings were uh, would not be okay. Yeah. That's too bad. But the interesting parts about the series is that they do get all of the main vocal talent, like Keanu. Keanu was in a cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, Keanu, Alex Winter, and George Carlin are all in the cartoon. That's awesome. And like watching it, it does kind of feels great because they do have like good that like, first episode report. I mean the, unfortunately like yeah they also they did kids back then a live action show yeah did you ever watch that like I got through one scene of that wait like a live like wasn't the Here. movie already live action let's play a clip of it okay Ted that uh, sir, what are you doing here? What am I doing? What are you doing? Does Kilson pay you guys to jump around and scare the hell out of his customers? I'm Mr. Logan, sir. If I might say... Shut up, Preston. This is Logan business. Somebody ought to send the both of you to military academy and teach you some discipline. Here. Kilson said if I brought these in by noon, the engraver could have them ready by tonight's policeman's banquet. Damn banquet. But, Dad, I don't understand. You've waited all year for this banquet. You totally scored the Policeman of the Year award. My friends are going to be there. The men and women who put their lives on the line for this stinking community all year for this one dinner. And the damn hall serves chicken Kiev. Have those plaques engraved and delivered on time or you'll be in Oates Military Academy so fast it'll make your hair fall out. Anyway, so that was the thing, briefly. Yeah. How many episodes? It looked like they had like 20 episodes in that. <laughs> it only ran, I think there was like only eight episodes. But yeah. what happened is the second season of the animated series used the voices from the live action show. Right. Okay. So they had like a second life. Yeah. It's really uh, bad though because the guys that they get to do Bill and Ted are like, it's so clearly an imitation. They don't bring any of the soulfulness and mm-hmm. zen that like Keanu brings and like, he's so in there. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I mean, watching this movie again, I was kind of like, eh. No one's acting well. What? I just, yeah. What? I just felt like it was. I mean, you can you can get mad at me, but I think all the actors really, really did a bad okay. job in this movie. First of all, <laughs> what about fake Richard Jenkins? <laughs> Keanu won the Oscar for this. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I like this is not a kitchen sink drama. This is like a broad comedy where they're playing cartoonish stoners, and honestly, I like I think. Bill and Ted, I think Keanu and the other guy do an amazing job. <laughs> Alex Winter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex Winter. Um, They're great. I think it's a good performance. I agree. I don't know. I was watching it and I, I couldn't help but think that this is so similar to Encino Man. Like just in, in kind of like a broad comedy term, the audience that it was going for. And then Brendan Fraser did like, I mean, he had a character to act. 
Brendan Fraser wasn't playing the same character. He was the caveman. <laughs> no, I uh, I know, but I guess he had a character to act, but he, he actually brought something to it. Whereas, I mean, I know that we love Keanu. I know that, but I just didn't feel like these guys were... I don't know. I think this is the only good Keanu performance. Yeah. Oh, really? He's so earnest and yeah, like he is. Just he commit. is the best part of of the movie. I'll I'll give him that. But I just didn't feel like the. I like Alex Winter. I like yeah, George I Carlin too. Yeah, George Carlin's great. Yeah, and I uh, I do all like all those actors playing. This the hill you choose to die on, Blaine. <laughs> I oh, well, I, I just differ from you guys. I guess in this. That's yeah. all. I I don't. I think I, like it's a comedy, and I think the performances are supposed to be comedic and for me like i laughed at their jokes and that their mannerisms and so it works for me yeah, yeah. i think i laughed once or twice for sure like yeah, i think that's it's right <laughs> it's what else fun. about this movie <laughs> it's funny i just feel like i don't know they, there's just so many opportunities for jokes that i don't think they take it's just so it just feels really loose it just there feels are so really, many jokes I know. Just I a minor know. Oedipus complex. That's f- I laughed at that. But- Our maiden! <laughs> <laughs> they say Van Halen like eight times. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, when they call... No bias from Mel Robb. When they call here. Ted's dad, oh, and man. he's like, this is Deputy Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. I think no. it's all pretty funny. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just I think it's also just... Siri is weighing in. <laughs> Siri, tell us that Blaine's wrong. <laughs> I think it's just a good, like it moves well. It's not right. It like, does that. The pacing yeah. is pretty it's, great. Yes, the pacing is not too slow. It's not too fast. It just kind of keeps chugging along. And it takes you a lot of places in that time. Yeah. It's both a big movie and a small movie. I also respect the fact that, and again, I you know we'll save this if we do the sequel. But I respect the fact that when they did do a sequel, they went. so so crazy far in a different oh direction God. like yeah. they don't even really bring uh, time travel into liking it the sequel more when i, was I think kid. the sequel is really good we should do it soon then right. i really want to rewatch it after doing this movie <laughs> let's do it last week <laughs> <laughs> remind ourselves to do i don't I, know how time travel works i would be remiss if i didn't mention the <laughs> bill and ted controversial no uh, 2013 universal leave Studios it alone halloween spectacular Wait, there was a Halloween spectacle? Oh, yeah. Do you not remember this? No. Yeah. There was like a, an ad, adult uh, Halloween show. Yeah, like a sort of like parody pantomime thing. Yeah, like, but it was, it was at, annual. It was at Universal Studios. Why, why was it adult? Well, why I just mean like I think it was at night. And I think it was like during Rude. the Halloween stuff. So Everyone know. was naked. They all had masks. Well. Oh. They're a char- I don't think they got naked, but a character does strip. Because they don't care about copyright infringement in this, so it's about Bill and Ted going to the land of Oz. Okay. And it's there that they meet Superman, who is cursed Wait, by... Superman and Oz? Superman. Okay. And the Superman is cursed by the Wicked Witch and is uh, turned gay. <laughs> which means he starts stripping and yeah, saying fabulous a lot. That's and uh, what happens when yeah. you find out. And oh. slapping uh, Bill and Ted on the butt. Oh. Who, who, who act horrified. By all of this. Well, that's consistent with their characters. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, God. It was uh, after, like, the first internet article went up, it was immediately canceled. Yeah, there was, like, a Vice article, right? Yeah, this is what I quoted. I, I think I wrote about it. This is too smutty for Vice. <laughs> <laughs> Even we're disgusted by it. <laughs> we were founded by a white yeah. supremacist. Bill and Ted were immediately given jobs as editors of Vice. <laughs> <laughs> 
But they were imprisoned when they were sent to smuggle drugs or something. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually, I don't know if you can still, I assume you can, but like I wrote about it on Cracked at one point and you can watch it oh, on God. YouTube. People filmed it and it has to be seen to be believed. Yeah. Uh, I think there was also a less controversial Bill and Ted musical at one point, but I couldn't find any video about it. But it says so on the Wikipedia. So if you have any of that video, send it right to me. It's Bill and Ted Fan 92 at hotmail.com. I believe it. <laughs> can reach you through your Angel Fire site or www.angelfire.com slash Bill slash Ted slash excellent slash bogus. So many slashes. Yeah. That was Web 1.0. <laughs> so what did you guys think about Bill this? Bill and Ted invented the internet. They did. We yeah, we covered that. <laughs> what did you what did you think about this? I mean, you guys love it, right? What about you, Rob? Any like anything that that was it better upon rewatching than you remember it being, or I worse? Mean, or let me paint you a picture. I, oh God. <laughs> I was exhausted <laughs> at the point we decided this pretty last minute. Yeah. I had to watch it at 11 o'clock. I, am, I was really exhausted. I was not looking forward to it. And honestly, <laughs> it's a movie that I really loved when I was younger, and I really didn't want it to be ruined by it being awful. Yeah. But I started watching it, and I laughed at all the jokes. Oh. And it was so good, and I loved it so much. Was it like going home again? It was like going home again. <laughs> and uh, I, it's so great. I want to see Bill and Ted 3. I believe it can be as excellent as <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, at least. Wow. Yeah. No, I think it's totally rewatchable. I would rewatch it, like, tonight. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's so good. Uh, what about you, Jam? Yeah. I don't know if I love it as much as Rob, but I certainly do like it a lot. I mean, it's dated in, in terms of it being like it certainly has a lot of sort of 80s culture yeah. uh, permeating it. But I mean, that's to be expected. But in terms to be of clear, like, I don't love the homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like that ice cream scene, to be clear. Okay. Yeah, or like the women as commodities thing or like <laughs> yeah. a prize to be won after you pass your history test. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between being like, does the movie still like work to agree? And you know, like if it was released now, yeah. I think we'd all be pretty horrified. I mean, by... the Super Mario game is problematic. That's all that true. saving yeah. of the princess, yeah. But I think, in terms of like the core of the movie, in terms of the humor and the two characters, I think it actually does translate pretty well. At least in terms of like watching it as an adult, because I think when you watch it as a kid, you're seeing it a lot through. Bill and Ted's eyes, yeah. which is kind of why those like stoner dumb guy movies worked on kids because mm -hmm. they can kind of watch older characters who see the world very much through their eyes. But then when you watch it as an adult, you're kind of seeing it from the perspective of the people making it. So you're kind of cluing into jokes, not at their expense, but, you know, mm -hmm. outside of the perspective of Bill and Ted. Right. And I got that a lot more this time. Yeah, me too. I like sometimes there. it seems like they're making fun of Bill and Ted. <laughs> Well, I, I, but not in a mean-spirited way. I didn't. Feel no, like, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's definitely issues. I, I would like to see the sequel to see how, the, like, where the princesses live and, <laughs> and what they're like when we see them as human beings. Because uh, we don't know how to flush toilets. <laughs> <laughs> but still brushing their teeth with a stick. Like, oh god. I don't know. It's also just so like original. Mm. And even though, like, there's a lot of, like, there was even, like, you know, six years, or, not six years, four years earlier, there was a, another teen time travel comedy that is arguably better. 
And like apparently, yeah. Did you guys read like the original version of this was like a a van? Yeah. That Rufus drove. Like Rufus was oh, like okay. a college aged burnout who <laughs> drove around with a van with a dog named Dog Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's kind of funny. It sucks that they had to lose Dog Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, see, who would think of time traveling in a phone booth? Mm. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. apparently, they were like, oh, sorry, Back to the Future did a car time machine. So, like, how about a phone booth? And they were like, can't think of a single thing that did that. <laughs> yeah. Though, to be technical, Doctor Who uses a police box. That's a whole different dealie. That's true. That's like, is it like an emergency phone booth? Yeah. Yeah, but you can only call the cops. Right. If Bill and Ted called the cops, they would probably be arrested. Yeah, they'd get his dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Deputy Van Halen. <laughs> that would have been a good joke if you actually found out there was a Deputy Van Halen. On the oh, yeah, station. that would have been really funny. <laughs> what about you, Blaine? I I don't know. I came kind of into this podcast not thinking this movie was rewatchable. I, I found it kind of boring in parts. The, the pace was good. The acting wasn't great, I've said. And I didn't think it was that funny. But after talking with you guys about it, like I, I do think there's a lot more to it that I didn't notice. So I think it's worth a rewatch. I'm not probably going to rewatch it again for a long, long time, though. I don't think it's like... We're watching it tonight. Okay. <laughs> You're coming over. <laughs> Damn it. I'm also willing to admit that this may be a movie where it's just like wrote into my consciousness a little too much and that I'm, I'm not able to totally remove the nostalgic factors that you know we try to do on this show mm-hmm. i fucked up you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're off the podcast you're yeah, out of here fair enough well uh well, maybe it's just perfect <laughs> I mean, except for the homophobia and the other stuff we talked about yeah with a lot of caveats it might be perfect <laughs> um, so thank you so much for listening to rewatchability this week if you want t-shirts for rewatchability you can go to tpublic.com and check that out you can find that on a website you can also find on a website a link to apple Podcasts, where if you don't want to pay on patreon you can just rate us there at a five stars leave a review that really helps us and if you want to help us even more you could retweet or or share on Facebook or Twitter. But thank you very much, and we'll speak to you last week. In the future! (laughs) Okay, good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.